This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Yo, yo, welcome back to another episode of 24th and Park. I'm your host, John Olangi, here with my PSG Talk my compatriot, Eddie Razo. Eddie, what's going on with you, man? Um, not much. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get into, a lot of news. Um, but, you know, same as per everyone, just uh, staying home. Uh, other than that, just working part-time right now. Uh, and, yeah, just staying home and living a boring life, I guess, is the new norm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, we got a lot of news to get into today, so uh, we're going to go ahead and start getting into that here. But, yeah, it's, you know, we, we're we trucking along uh, in this COVID-19 pandemic going on right now and just trying to take it a day, day by day. And, you know, things are starting to open up in different states here in America. So, um, you know, some more news will be coming out about that soon. Just, you know, in the meanwhile, continue to practice all of those things that we've been all talking about for the past couple of months, but I know we are all ready to get this over with. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it, man. Like uh, PSG were crowned champions of league and today this came after the LFP and the French government pretty much saying that, you know, no, no more sports are going to be played um, until at least September or August I believe. Um, so, like, how do you feel about that in terms of just, you know, Liga is not is one of the top five leagues, but they're not the Premier League or La Liga yet. So, how do you feel about you know just a, a club, a, a league like like the French league being one of the the first ones after the ne- Netherlands, obviously, to to kind of jump out there and saying like, nah, we're not finishing out the the league. I mean, it was once you saw the 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 league in 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 the Netherlands kind of put together their their you know their stamp on their season by canceling it. It it, it kind of seemed like other countries or other federations were going to follow suit. And what it, it was about a week ago or a week and a half ago that the Netherlands decided um, that you know there's going to be no champion. Like like it's a different situation. They 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 didn't uh, they didn't. You know, they didn't uh, crown Ajax um, champion. Um, yeah. So they uh, they decided, you know, we'll, we'll grant you your European spots, but as far as a champion, they they, they didn't crown one. Um, but it's not it's not coming as a surprise. Um, it, uh, France is one of the most, um, I think, along with like Italy and Spain, are, are the top three in terms of like countries that were hit hard by COVID nineteen. So it doesn't come as a shock to me, uh, but it's still, you know, we're still not used. To, I think this is the first time that I've seen a league just cancel their season that wasn't due to like a lockout or, you know, some type of uh, uh, in-house disagreement. So it's still kind of surprising, but it, it doesn't. It's not as shocking as as it would have been like maybe a month ago. I mean, with with everything that's kind of transpired, it it, it it was coming, and now you're seeing still some players like uh, 
still not be still not being able to get over you know their COVID nineteen um, virus or like I know I, like a couple of days ago I seen Paulo Dybala uh, of U of A you know test positive for the fourth time I think this is probably like a fourth test he taken maybe and and he's still testing positive so uh, it's just you have a lot of you know it's a contact sport and and you don't know how you know these these players are living their lives I don't I, we're, we're gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about it in a bit but. I don't know. It's just a lot of moving parts. I mean, we're seeing here with the NBA and and all the leagues. Um, it's just it's just a lot of moving parts. And sometimes I know they don't want to, you know, prolong the season or prolong what was their their season too far before it, it affected the next season. So I guess they just decided, you know what, it's best to just cancel it and let's just worry about next season. Yeah, and we talked about this in the last um, our last podcast, kind of just how it's a it's a country. Every country is going to make their own decision depending on how how you know the or the the severity of how much they were impacted by COVID nineteen. Um, and it's it's one of those decisions that I, I don't see how people can can argue just because of the uncertainty of of it all. I think this is, yes, there are ramifications, which we'll get into um, in a few here. But for me, none of those ramifications, all the ramifications that we're going to talk about are all monetary and, you know, incentives based off of the, the economic impact of, of how, you know, canceling the league uh, is going to affect clubs and, and TV deals and a whole bunch of other stuff. But like what's at stake here is much more important than all of that. And, uh, but we've also heard players themselves are like, like uh, in the Premier League and other leagues who haven't canceled yet. They're skeptical, like, yo, no, don't, don't bring the league back. Like, there's players coming out and saying that they're they're a little hesitant on if they would feel comfortable coming back and finishing out the season. So, and then we've talked about you know the 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 staff at at these stadiums and their safeties is being exposed essentially, and they're at risk just as much as the players. So, you know, when you take all of those things in account, it's just like, yeah, this there's no right decision. There's no wrong decision. You just have to do what's right in terms of protecting the greater, you know, amount of people. And, and I think that's that's just a safe way to go about it. Um, with that being said, you know, PSG were crown champions and it looks like the players, they're not taking it lightly, like in terms of like they're not like you know putting it off as like oh we won by default like now nah, all the players if you follow them on, on social media you saw them posting all of their you know their banners and their pictures pretty much you know like yeah we are the champions and yeah i think we all know that you, <laughs> PSG, you, we're gonna you, i was gonna say do you agree with that like like with, i know we were just talking about the dutch league they said you know what we're not crowning a champion we're, it's a, it's vacant nobody's taking nobody's taking the trophy this year do you agree with uh PSG being crowned champion because I know some people I, were, or yeah, no. you know, it was a it was a highly and I saw some people debating about it. So I I, I thought I'd, I'd ask you, you know, are you you know how how do you feel about this you know league trophy or or do you think it should have been vacated? Um, this is uncharted territory for them, and so is so and 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 it's the same for me, right? Like it's just like yeah, every like I said, every country is going to take it a different approach 
and every league is going to take a different approach to how they're going to go about the relegation and promotion and all that stuff. But I don't have a problem with 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 uh, league and crowning um, crowning PSG and relegating who they relegated and promoting who they promoted. Like they pretty much said, the season is over. This is, you know, we're going to go based off of where the standings were when the season ended, and that's that's what it is. I don't I don't think it's a bad thing. Like yeah, maybe a few clubs such as uh, Lyon and and Toulouse and uh, Amiens, which we'll talk about in a little bit here, you know, they got the bad end of the stick. But, hey, this is, you know, when you were playing, you weren't playing good. Like, I'm not going to feel bad for you because you were playing like, you were playing trash all season. But, you know, again, it's all, it's all sort of unfair in the sense that nobody asked for this pandemic to come up. Nobody wanted coronavirus here. So it's like you just got to go about it how you may. So I don't really see, a, I can see why people would argue that, you know, if you're in the short end of the stick, you're going to, you're going to argue against it. But yeah, me personally, I don't think it's, it's a bad, it's a bad thing. And again, the Netherlands did what they did. You know, other leagues, we'll see how they go about it. But again, this is league and it's not, like I said, it's not the premier league or La Liga, but you know, they're stepping out there and saying we've made this decision and we're sticking to it. I would have liked for them to like vacate it and say no tro- uh, no trophy this year, just because it would put more pressure on the Premier League to not uh, award Liverpool their trophy <laughs> that they've been waiting for. Uh. I, I would have just been like, okay, we already have two countries uh, that that are you know not that are ending their season, but not you know awarding uh, a trophy, but they're they're just going about like here's who's being rewarded with, you know, Champions League or European football next season. And this is, who's, like, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, but but this is, I, I'm, I'm mostly on the, the don't give the trophy side just because it would have put pressure on, you know, the Premier League not to give Liverpool the, the you know, their first trophy in who knows how long. Uh, I would have <laughs> yeah, just, I, I I just I seen it just, just, just for, for the shit show that would have caused. And, and you know people were we're gonna start trolling um, Liverpool fans saying, oh well, you're too, you know, too, too notable league saying, you know what, we're not awarding a, a you know, a, we're not crowning a champion this year, um, we're crowning you know the, the, the European spots and who gets relegated, but no no trophy being handed out this year. Uh, you know I, I don't have a problem with that. I I think I that's the only reason why I lean more towards hey you don't don't have a champion this year just. Just so it could put some some pressure on uh, on the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, but even so, like I think, like their <laughs> their trophy is already tainted by the COVID nineteen pandemic. Like uh, already, like it's like they're not they didn't play out. They didn't get to lift the trophy. So like it, you know, in that cynical sense, as fans, like yeah, they didn't really win it the proper way technically. But we knew they was gonna win the Premier League. They're like twenty five points clear and. Um, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But like overall, I don't think it's not it's not an issue for me. I think it is what it is. You you play you play the games that you played to you know, and, and you have to perform. And obviously, nobody foresaw this thing happening. Again, I'm gonna keep pointing that out. Like nobody planned on this happening, but this is where we are, and this is how we are gonna go about it. And you know, yeah, that's that's, that's why. That's why I don't have an issue with like who gets relegated because you're you're I mean like to lose like you're, you're seeing and I and I guess we might as well you know start talking about this but you you yeah. know they're they're putting out lawsuits saying you know we're gonna sue the league because 
you know, we're, we're, we're not just losing money over, you know, this pandemic, but we're going to lose money by being relegated. But it's just like, you guys are shit for the entire season. And uh, maybe, you know, things would have been different. But still, I mean, don't be, don't, don't put out a trash squad uh, when you're in the top flight. It's just that simple. I know it's easier said than done, but, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, well, I don't think these lawsuits are going to go anywhere. Um, you know, Leon, you know, they're playing like shit too. Like they, they were underperforming or I think, you know, selling all their players eventually kind of, kind of got caught up to them and, and they're, they're relying too much on, you know, Memphis, but it's just like, you guys, you guys are shit or you guys underperformed and you guys (laughs) just shouldn't get rewarded. I I am, I am. No, go ahead, John. Oh no! I'm. I was just uh, no, saying they didn't play was, well. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, like, to be honest, I'm kind of happy that Marseille is in the Champions League just because they get that money, and, and I'm just. I want to see this rivalry just be like, because there's moments where it's like, yes, this is like a like like the the one a couple of years ago where you know Cavani we're down ten men and he scores in in, in you know an in injury time, and and we walk away to, uh, you know with the draw like. I like having that type of passion into that rivalry, and then there's the one where Draxler is trolling the Marseille fans, um, you know, scoring the insurance goal. Yeah. And I hope they can use that, you know, Champions League money and actually strengthen their squad. So it, there's actual there's an actual rivalry just because, you know, that's supposed to be France's marquee game, and like last year it wasn't. Where you know, PSG just beat them up for nothing. I think it was. Um, so hopefully, you know, they get their act together and and use that money wisely. Because you know you want to you want to be able to mark you know if I'm you know league on and and not just league on but like you know entire France football federation that's like the the football match that I'm trying to you know sell to the to, to the casual fan who doesn't know my league or whatever um, especially you know in the U S but but yeah I think I think that, that, like if I'm not just if I don't have like my PSG fan hat on if I have like my fo- my foot, my France Football Federation hat on. Like, yeah, that's you know, I want to see those two teams always qualifying for the Champions League, and hopefully that's that's a step for Marseille to get their shit together, so we can have more of those matches. You know, ultimately PSG winning them, or at least you know, going in there and and and, and you know, it's, I, I, it's just you know, it's, it's seeing just it be a lopsided rivalry. Like, it's it's kind of no fun. Like, you want to have that hate that comes with the rivalry. Like, I. I, I kind of miss that, so I'm hoping, hopefully, you know, this is, you know, this is a sign that that they'll, you know, get their act together. Yeah, for sure. And I don't even like I understand Amiens and Toulouse, right? Like they're the Toulouse is like the first club to come out and protest, you know, the the premature rele- uh, relegation because of how the league was ended, and then Amiens as well. But like I can understand their complaint, right? They didn't really, you know, they they were teetering on on relegation relegation and staying up in the top flight. And now what this does for them is it's going to impact them financially, obviously, and and you know those type of ramifications. But for Lyon and their president Jean uh, Jean Michel Olas, he's seeking like millions in damages because they're going to miss out on European football. Fam, y'all were seventh on the in the table. You know what I mean? It's not like they were like teetering third or fourth or fifth. They were seventh on the, in the table, 
and like you said earlier, they weren't they weren't playing good football. So what what are you seeking? Like why are you uh, you know why are you seeking these this money and damages when you were playing like shit all year and the likeliness of you usurping these other clubs to get to a third or fourth place to to you know to play in Champions League qualifications it's highly unlikely and Memphis Depay wasn't available uh, you know what I mean so all those things come to account I think that's more ludicrous than you know I can understand the Amiens and the Toulouse complaining but Olas and Leon like man what are we doing like you were seventh in the table. <laughs> Yeah, and I think they're nine points out of like uh, Ren, who who's in like the qualify, you know, the Champions League qualifying position, which is third. And I'm, yeah. and and I don't think they want Europa League money. I think after two years in the Champions League, they're like, okay, mm-hmm. we, we we like having the Champions League money come in, you know, the quali- you know, the, the the money they get from qualifying. So I think that's why he's more upset that you know they're not next season, they're not going to have that Champions League money coming in just because they qualified for it. But financially, they're more intact than uh, Toulouse and Amiens. So it's not going to hit them as hard. And so it's like, yeah, I don't really want to hear it. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. He, he but, came up with the, an idea for like a playoff. Uh, like, the, the, was it a couple of weeks ago? Or I don't know how long ago. It was pretty recent. It was like, we got to have like a playoff to determine who, who gets, you know, all these spots or whatever. So, you know, he, he was really trying hard to, to help, hopefully have the season prolonged or at least some type of ending to the season where maybe we all, you know, get one of those champions and qualifying spots. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't look like he's getting his way. So to switch over to our next topic, uh, kind of still within the realm of the ramifications of Liga being canceled um, so early, but obviously because of everything that's going on, uh, the TV deals in, 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 in French football, obviously Canal Plus being the big one in France and then being uh, being sports here in America, you know, they just recently made peace in, essentially with, with uh, the LFP in terms of uh, the TV deals. They pretty much struck a new deal with, with, the, with, uh, with the LFP for league and, and league there. Uh, and then today it came out that they are also like not wanting to, 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 to make those payments essentially to the LFP because of, um, because no, no games will be played. How do you feel about that? Do you think like these TV companies, are they in the right, you know, are they justified to be like, well, yeah, it's cool that we made the deal, but because y'all just canceled the league, we're not about to pay off for, for the, for the time being. Do you think that's justified? I, this is the one where I'm kind of split because you could, you can also throw in like sponsor deals because I think Amiens lost, I think it's an Amiens or someone, someone, and you know, in the lower table lost their, you know, their, their kid sponsor. Um, and so I can understand the company saying, hey, we paid for this exposure, but we're not getting our money's worth. And it's the same, like, say, if you bought season tickets for baseball, and that's what's happening right now. And in Major League Baseball, people bought tickets for, you know, April, um, and we're not seeing games. And now we're uh, people are asking for the refund. And I think companies... I mean, it's all going to depend on what's in the contract. If there's any, you know, there's any clause for, you know, unforeseen circumstances like we are in today. But I, I, I'm going to side with the TV deals just because they're not getting their money's worth. Like, I'm pretty sure uh, 
they're they're paying for for you know some type of exposure. Uh, but I don't know. It's it's, it's a complicated one. Like I, I can see both sides. Uh, I can see Kissy saying, you know what, we or or the league saying, you you know, we have a contract. You have to honor your contract. Like, and I guess that's where you know if, if there's a clause for something like this to happen. Uh, but like I'm I'm kind of split just because you know you also can't you know take money from people that or from TV companies and they're not getting their money's worth. It's like if I'm if I'm paying you to do a job. Um, or to get or to provide me with the service, and you're not providing me with the service, I can understand that I would be upset, and I would want you know to withhold any money that I'm supposed to keep paying you for for the service. It's just uh, it, it's complicated. Like I can see both sides, um, and I and I'm on the fence with this just because um, I can understand PS or not PSG, but the league saying you know. You got it. It's, your, it's time to pay up. I, I know Accor pays PSG uh, uh, on January 1st and I think July 1st every, you know, forever how long their deal is. And I think I remember saying that they're going to hold off on any payments. Um, if I'm not, if I'm mistaken, like, I don't know if they're going to withhold payments or they're going to still continue to pay them. But they even said that they, they that they, you know, that they're, if they paid for this exposure, but with no games and not getting any type of exposure, I think we, with even if you know they're okay with games being played behind closed doors, but as of right now, I think you know both sides have a solid argument. But I think if I if you had to twist my arm and say which side I'm leaning towards on, I think I'm leaning towards more the TV side just because they're you're not the, the league isn't providing them with the service that they paid for already, so. I, I think you know if, if I had to pick a side, I have to pick with with the uh, you know the TV the, the TV companies. Again, my point is I don't think that's because league and canceled their season like that. Like this stuff is like it's it's like inevitably it was inevitably going to be bad. Like there was like it was going to get really bad before it got really good or started trending towards good. And I think that's what people have to understand that this isn't about league and pre- prematurely canceling the season or whatever league pre- feeling like they need to cancel the season that like if they're doing that there's there's a reason behind it where it's not solely just the the, the federation it's it's the governments the prime ministers the president it's it's politicians and people who are making these decisions whether you agree with it or not they're you know saying that it's it's for the greater good of the people and if that means we're going to miss soccer for a few for a few for a month or you know a few more weeks or whatever that's cool like it's not you know I, i'll be okay like yes we miss watch matches but again i think there are far more things that are important that uh people have to kind of take in into consideration when these decisions are being made so we'll we'll see what happens with that so to kind of pivot to the next topic i wanted to talk about so what happens with Champions League? Uh, obviously, there have been reports coming out that UEFA is exploring a, uh, a, a different destination, different you know host host countries and host cities to, to 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 finish out the rest of the Champions League for this year. Where obviously for us, we would love that, right? Like again, it's an opportunity for us to watch football. It's an opportunity for PSG to to kind of see what they can do. Uh, in in these knockout stages, 
Uh, where, where are you with that? Where do you think, you know, Nasser Nasser came out and says he's he's fine. Like if, if if we have to finish out the Champions League elsewhere, like he's cool with it. So PSG seem to be on board with those circumstances. How do you feel about it? I mean, that's the only option they have now. Um, yeah. I was thinking maybe I, I got to double check with how Turkey's handling, you know, their, their, you know, this pandemic. But, you know, the, the final is supposed to be held in Istanbul. So uh, if they can find a way to make it happen there, um, you know, just because they, they're going to have the final there. Um, I don't know if they still, still are or not, but I mean, I would double check and see if Turkey is, you know, hopefully handling handling it better than other European countries. Uh, but I would give them the first option and they just hold, finish off the rest of the tournament, maybe in, in Istanbul. Yeah. And, and I think I've seen some countries, You maybe you can tell me specifically some countries in South America that, you know, there's still sporting events going on or, you know, it's not, the, the, the pandemic hasn't hit them as hard. So... Like, I don't know if they'll have to go out of the continent of Europe. Like, if that nullifies anything in terms of playing the UEFA Champions League, like, I don't know if that'd be a possibility. But uh, I think I think wherever they wherever they, they, they play is going to be have to be where every team feels like it's a neutral place. Right. Like it's it's, it's not too far in terms of traveling. It's not it's not going to be too much of a strain on the clubs and the staff. And they still have to keep account. They still have to prioritize the safety of the players, no matter where they go. But I think this is this is our only glimmer of hope of seeing any any football soon. Me personally, yeah. I, I think this is the, the the last kind of chance we have of watching football is with the Champions League. And again, from a PSG perspective, I would love for them to kind of continue their run and seeing how they played against Dortmund. And to see to kind of see where where that would go, it'd be strange to win the Champions League during the pandemic, right? It'd be like <laughs> it'd be like, well, yeah. of they they won it when when shit was going bad. <laughs> yeah, but but still, like it's like when 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 the Spurs won, um, you know, their first title in in '99 when there was a lockout, lockout or when yeah. uh, you know it's it's like when it, when there's a lockout season, like it, it still doesn't you know it, it's they're still jerks. You know they're still gonna cherish that trophy. So I I don't you know to me it's not really a big deal if if you follow like American sports. If football's all you follow, then I guess it can come as a surprise. But if you follow the NBA or or the NHL, any sport that has any lockouts, you you you're not it it shouldn't bother you. Yeah, for sure. I'm with that. So uh, to kind of finish off here, our last topic. I saw this a few days ago. Um, it's still kind of still kind of a rumor, but it looks like uh, PSG and Jordan brand are looking to extend their partnership for another year. As you know, they signed that contract in 2018. It was a three-year contract, so it's expiring next season. Um, are you obviously? I'm obviously. I support this this um, this partnership, and as long as they can keep it going, as long as they can keep creating um merchandise and products that is helping grow the club's exposure then i'm with it you know uh, they're saying that you know they this contract is probably going to be extended for extra year uh so again i don't know how you know i don't know the 
validity of it yet, but I've, I've been hearing about it. How, how would you feel about PSG extending that contract with Jordan? Oh yeah, it's it's good. Um, it's good for marketing. It's good for for club exposure. Obviously, having stars like Neymar, you know, and 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 Mbappe help push that. And I think for as long as um, they're at the club, then I think Jordan and PSG will have a partnership. So I. Yeah. So yeah, for as long as those two guys are, are around, or at least one of them, perhaps, they're going to have this partnership. And, I mean, we're starting to see more and more, you know, other athletes, celebrities, et cetera, et cetera, where, where the PSG logo on, on, you know, this merchandise. So it's just it's just good for, for PSG to get their, you know, their, their brand out there. And, and, you know, plenty of people, especially in the U.S., are familiar with the Jordan brand. So it's, it's just, you know, it's a win-win for both sides. Yeah, so, but I was going to ask also, do you think, like, obviously, again, it's, it's still a rumor at this point, but do you think that the, the, as far as negotiating the contract and, and extending it only for a year for the moment, do you think that has anything to do with the ongoing speculation of Neymar and Mbappe, because like, like I agree with you. Yeah. This, this I partnership so. is, is, is staying, it's, it's staying intact as long as Neymar and Mbappe are here. Now when they're not, maybe Jordan would be, have the incentive to go elsewhere. Yeah, I think so. I think you gotta have, you know, you gotta have the superstars for, for, you know, Jordan brand. So I think if, if PSG can lock up both of them for, uh, another, you know, three, four, five years, if what, whatever, you know, how long the contract is, I think they'll probably commit to them long term. But, but I can see why, you know, they're not, you know, going out on a, a three or four or five year deal just because you don't know if they leave, PSG might not be able to, you know, replace them with, with, um, you know, fell other other type of, you know, marketable superstars because. Uh, you got to have the superstars for for Jordan Brand and, and right now PSG do have them so I think they're they're playing a caution and saying okay well we'll, we'll extend it one more year uh, we'll see what you do with your two superstar players if you, if you if you can lock up both of them for the next four or five years like I said then then they'll you know negotiate probably a long term deal because then you'll have uh, PSG will have uh, Neymar for the rest of his prime and. But obviously, Kylian Mbappe for you know I don't even think he's in his prime right now. So, you know you'll you'll have him for for you know a good chunk of his twenties. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with that. Um, anything else? Any other topic? Any transfer news you wanted to uh, to kind of hint on? I don't yeah. know. There's, I've seen a few names flying around out there, man. That I, I'm kind of intrigued by. I I I think. When Leonardo said that you know, he laid out the four positions that he wants to improve this summer window, which is both right back and left back, a tall midfielder, and the yeah. backup, you know, goalkeeper, it kind of sends the signs. It took a while for for everything to develop, but it, it kind of seems that now they're they're interested in in signing or at least extending maybe a, a year to the contract of Thiago Silva. And I know a lot of people are upset and. Yeah, I don't. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, it's just. I mean, it, it, yeah, we know pulls, what it is. Yeah, but then it also the striker position. There's it kind of it, it, it makes it kind of clear what their intentions are with the Cardian. They it looks like they want to keep him, 
and, and I also saw that they're perhaps looking to extend Cavani for Cavani to to fill that backup role, which uh, it, it, I, I would go with if you can extend him for another year. Um, and he understands that what's his role on the team, which will be a backup, uh, especially with um, uh, you know Chupa Moting, just um, he's going to be departing soon. So you know the the two people that we thought were going to leave. Uh, if we believe reports, it looks like they're not leaving at all, and they're going to stay maybe another season or two. Uh, and and I don't know if people had their hopes up with um, like Koulibaly or or I know I saw Obama Young's name, but it, you know it, I, I'm happy with you know the center back position right now. You really don't need to spend crazy amount of money. I think they're going to give Kempembe, you know. I think they're going to give him the reins to be partner with uh, Marquinhos and see if he can. I think next season it's his job to lose. They're going to give it to him because if you know they're not going to bring in another center back, then they're just saying you know they're just giving you know Kipembe the the job and then they're just saying here, hold on to it and we don't have to bring in anybody in to try to take it away from you. And and I think they're probably confident in Diallo and and obviously. Silva will probably transition more to a, to a backup role like 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 Cavani, and I, I know I don't know some people were were angry um, at the thought of keeping Icardi. Uh, I don't know. I like Icardi, and you, you got him for you know you, you sign him for five years and you can have him for the rest of his prime years. Um, doesn't really. I mean, I know people are saying he has baggage, but he hasn't really showed it. You know, while in Paris, and I don't think any. It'll, you know, any team in Italy can perform, or yeah, they can't, you know, they can't afford his wages. And, and now if this pandemic um, hasn't worsened it, I don't think any, like, I know there's perhaps a opportunity with Juve, but they're looking to extend Dybala. And so I don't know if he'll be their number one striker. He used to have uh, Ronaldo there. And and so I think it just makes sense for Leonardo to, to you know, trigger that option to buy clause and, and keep um, keep Icardi. I know I, I, I wrote something for the for the website. I, I put a news um, piece out there that his legal advisor uh, is thinking that he, he's probably going to stay in Paris, which, uh, when, like I said, when you look at the Italian clubs that can probably afford his wages, they don't really need a striker, and the, the, the teams that do need a striker probably can't afford his wages. So, um, yeah, and then you also have, like, the Alex uh, Tellez or Tellez. Um, I don't know how he pronounces it. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's offensive left back. It's it's uh, it's more, I think it's competition for Bernat, which is good because, you know, you want to have options. You, you never want a player to be a complacent. Uh, I'm just interested in what, this, what they're going to do with that right-back position. And then as far as a tall midfielder, I'm, I'm interested to see what, you know, who they had in mind. I know, I, I know um, they had a – there's a lot of, like, reports linking them, linking them to Milinkovic-Savage, but if Lazio makes the, the Champions League, then I don't think that's going to happen just because he'll probably want, you know, like – I mean, maybe they can offer him more wages, but – um, maybe he just, you know, I guess he, he wants to be a part of Latio's Champions League run. So, uh, I'm, you know, there's, there's also Bakayoko. Uh, a lot of people aren't happy about that. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see what, what, you know, obviously, you know, they, they, they want a tall midfielder to go in there. And I kind of understand that the tallest one, I think it's Paredes, and he's only 5'11". 
So yeah. they, they want to add some size to that midfield or, or that midfield position. So uh, it's interesting to see what names uh, eventually or so which which player they sell on, settle on. But uh, you know, when you're looking at the names that are being reported, a lot of them are over six foot. You know, so they're they're looking at a tall midfielder. Yeah, and I think uh, the people are probably um, <laughs> not big on Bakayoko because he made a comment last year saying that I would never play t- for a team that finished second below us or something like that. So, but yeah, it's you know shit changes. Um, I I don't I don't I'm not mad at Bakayoko. Uh, I've seen uh, Thomas Thomas Partey from uh, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like. I like that idea, but it looks like he's being linked with all the other big clubs too. So that can be a coin flip. Uh, but you know, for me, the right back position is probably our most dire situation. That and the goalkeeper, uh, because I haven't seen like, really any big names. Like I seen like Hakimi from from well, he's loaned at Dortmund, but you know he's a Real take, Madrid. Oh, like, he's a he's yeah. a. He's a um, Real Madrid player. Huh? Yeah, he's yeah yeah he's loaned out to Dortmund, but he's a Real Madrid property. So it, you know, uh, it, it, it'd be weird. Not that you know they have a bad relationship, but I think the Kaler Navas one, you know, they were trying to move on from him, and so they, I'm pretty sure they probably weren't getting any better offers, so they took the better offer from PSG. But I, I think he probably would want to, you know, maybe give it a year at 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 Real Madrid, and then figure out if it doesn't work out there, and then move on, but I haven't seen any, like, right-backs uh, linked to them, uh, like, you know, high-profile right-backs, so maybe, you know, I guess now that, that, you know, their season is over, they could, you know, transition over to try to, you know, work on recruits or whatever, but yeah, it's, it's I haven't seen any, any like, high-profile names when it comes to the right-back. It's mostly been then left back or midfielder names that that have been chuckling out, uh, and as far as like maybe maybe names that they can go they can go after because yeah they they're gonna need a they're gonna need a right back they're gonna need a backup goalkeeper I don't know if they're gonna welcome back Ariola um, we'll see I, I think they're gonna loan out Boca uh, at least that's what I would do just just to give them experience as a first goalkeeper and see if if he's your goalkeeper in the future because you know you don't want to spend money. On, on a keeper once Navas, you know, run ends here, runs, you know, his run ends here. And, you know, you're not spend, you know, crazy amount of money if you have someone like Boca that's ready to take over. But, uh, yeah, I would loan him out. And, you know, I don't know if they want to welcome back Ariola, but you don't have to spend that crazy amount of money on a backup goalkeeper. But you do need someone that's reliable when he's in there because Rico has, you know, a few times he's been in there, it's kind of, you know, Made some mistakes that uh, just make you shake your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's a different routes they can go with the goalkeeper. I mean, I'm I'm thinking about the kid from Ajax, Andre Onana, and he's pretty much said that he's not coming back to Ajax next season. Um, I don't I don't I wouldn't mind seeing them trying to get him and kind of work him in yeah. to eventually be the starter, where him and and Navas can share, can share matches and minutes during the season. Uh, and then kind of the coach, Tuchel, decides who gets the big games or whatever. But eventually the idea would be to have him to be to eventually be your number one goalkeeper. I wouldn't mind that at all. 
Uh, as far as right back, like I'm with you. I haven't seen anybody. I'm just throwing it out there. Tottenham looks like they're hot on Thomas Munier. I would definitely take back Serge Oyer. Like I'm always on the Serge Oyer <laughs> uh, train in terms of him coming back to PSG. If that's possible, he's a solid right back. Obviously, he makes his mistakes, but overall, that right back position and is just like there's not a lot of good right backs out Uh-oh. there if you just look at the market. So if like I'm always I'll always welcome Serge Aurier back to PSG if Tottenham want uh, Thomas Munier so bad. So we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. Um, Obviously, I wanted, just, I wanted to ask you just one thing, like, how surprised are you that more than likely, a lot, you know, just by reading reports that Silva yeah. and Cavani more than likely, uh, you know, if nothing changes on the Cavani front, I think Silva is more like, like, if I were to be a betting man and bet on which one of the two would come back, I think Silva would be the one just because he has his, like, his, his uh, you know, his, he has his French citizenship or his French yeah. passport or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but how surprised are you that, you know, that if, if if I told you back in like December or whatever that both you know Silva and, and Cavani would extend their contracts, uh, but you know how surprised were you know are you that more than likely those two are coming back for another season or two? Yeah, I always felt still Silva wasn't going anywhere. Like I never doubted that he would leave. I, I thought it was just you know just negotiating that contract and actually getting to sit down at the table because for the longest the reports were, were that they haven't even discussed a, a contract extension and I also read reports that his his agent was shopping him around in terms of like hey we're we're just get, we're going to get ready just in case you know when you do doesn't work out these are the clubs and uh, so that's that's as far as that got for me. But I, I always figured that, like, once it came down to it, you know, they're just trying to squeeze out some uh, extra year and a couple more millions. But eventually, Chicago Civil was going to stay and, and most likely, you know, accept a lesser role in, in certain matches. Uh, but Cav- the Cavani one, for me, like, if he stays, that's going to be the biggest shot because it's like he was literally uh, at, at almost an Atletico Madrid player. Um, in the transfer window, and here we are, you know, he starts playing in those matches, although he didn't really score as many as goals, but he, like, he was playing good. Like, you tell he was getting back into form, mm-hmm. and that kind of switched up everything in terms of the narrative of the Cardi and and, and, and and just the whole striker situation, but I think that the Cavani one is more a shock for me because I, I definitely didn't yeah. think he was coming back. Uh, but the Silva one, I kind of figured that he would stay and uh and take a lesser role at some point so but um but yeah i think um again just it's obviously everything is um it's strange right now with with Liga and canceling the season and with with that being said teams like psg and uh you know can kind of start focusing on on unlocking down some of these players that were were being rumored with so we'll we'll see how that goes man um, that's pretty much all we got for today's show. Uh, just go ahead and wrap it up, man. What's the craziest thing you saw on social media this week? Uh, ESPN FC has too much time on their hands. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Uh, Bro. Uh, it's cringe. I don't understand. It, it's cringe. Like at some point you just, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, come on, man. It's just like. They can be uploading like classic, you know, clips or whatever, but no, they they stoop to to some banter that you expect from 
from Bleacher, crappy non accounts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just like, come on, it's it's just, um, yeah, it was it, it was cringe and it, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I saw I saw that this morning. I'm like, come on, like at some point, just give it up. Like it's 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 tiring. Yeah. Like it's just it's like you can't even make money from freaking tweeting out. Neymar so like I would understand if it was like articles and shit like that like I could, I could <laughs> at least understand that but it's like yeah. the crappy banter that you see from you know Anon accounts it's like you're, you're pretty much a media you know your your Twitter account for a media company disguised as a crappy Anon account so it's, uh, that's what I wanted to highlight today just because I saw it this morning it's recent so um, yeah ESPN yeah. always being trash as always <laughs> yeah, I think I think for me, like, and I, I see people like, um, it's it's just clickbait. Like, yeah, we know it's clickbait, but it's I feel like I'm always gonna be that person to I'll say something. Like, I like there has to be some accountability for the fact that you're a, a worldwide leader in sports and you're like engaging into banter where you can be putting out useful content, you can be doing player profiles, you can be doing, you know, giving us uh, information about how transfers work. You can be doing, uh, you can be giving us information about the business of of, of, of of football and European football. You can be doing so much, but you resort to posting a picture about Neymar's 100th day or something. It's like 100 days ago. Injuries. It was just injury. It was, it's the normal shit. It's like yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, what? it's like, like it's recycling every, it's like every month, every two months, they recycle the same joke and you yeah. get the same account saying W or some stupid shit. It's like you're pretty much court, you're pretty much targeting 18 year old kids. Like you're, yeah. that's your target audience. Like 18 to 21 year old guys that that are behind uh an anon football account that that's your, that's who you're targeting and it's fucking <laughs> sad like you, you yeah. said they can be using this to like talk to players you know like the, the psg website they're they're talking to the players you know under quarantine just how they're doing and all this stuff like yeah. that's at least useful like i know like um a couple uh i, I saw um uh, sergio aguero playing you know fifa um you know he it's just different things you can go with this and, and for content, but it, you, you stoop to to what eighteen to twenty year old, eighteen to twenty one year old people do on Twitter, which is banter, and it's just like, come on, it's like, yeah, if you can't, if they can't create content during this pandemonium, or at least explore different ways to get content, uh, yeah, this that it's you know, it's 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 not not worth saving. They're they're too far gone. Yeah, fire the social media manager. It's just trash over there. <laughs> but um, the craziest thing I saw this week was obviously the Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, is playing right now on ESPN. It's been fantastic. I've been following it. Um, in the documentary, on um, episode three, they focused on, on Dennis Rodman and the Bad Boy Pistons. And... Um, and and we were, we were on Twitter exchanging about how they were like beating people up and stuff like that. But for me, the craziest part was Dennis Rodman taking a 48 hour bender in Vegas, and Phil Jackson kind of just letting him like 
Like, yeah, like he like that's how that's how great their relationship was as a coach and a player. It's oh. like Phil understood like that this guy's kind of nuts and he needs this time off during the season. Yeah. Huh. And he like let him go go to Vegas for, for 48 hours and then come back to practice in like pajamas. Like I was like, yo, that's that's dope. That's crazy, but it's yeah. it's dope. <laughs> Yeah, no, and it, it, I mean, it, 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 he's kind of lucky that that you know that era didn't have social media, or else you know. Oh yeah, they would have killed him. Yeah, they he would have gotten roasted by yeah. Skip Bayless's of the world, people being upset on Twitter, uh, yeah. the fan base saying, "What the hell are you doing?" I mean, you look at the the <laughs> giant. I know Mark would would probably have more insight to this, but the Giants uh, boat photo from a couple of years ago. Uh, when yeah. you know before they played Green Bay, they, they the week before they played them, they were on a boat taking a picture. And I think I saw Victor Cruz send out a you know he, he, I, I saw a quote that he that he said and he's like that kind of ruined my life or it's ruined my life or, or something to that to that extent. I don't want to uh, misquote him, but it's pretty much that extent yeah. that it still haunts him or whatever. So yeah, you see if Dennis Rodman was in Vegas uh, in 2020 or when there's social media around, yeah, it would. It wouldn't fly, um, so he's lucky that, that the that the '90s didn't have any 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 Twitter, Instagram, or anything like that. Yeah, none of that, none of that at all. But I think it's it's just it's it's, it's it speaks to how good they were because like even with that, it's like well, like the Skip Bayless is or whoever was gonna talk. They was gonna come back in the next night and, and whoop whoever they was playing. Like that's how good they was, and that's how good Dennis Rodman was. And that and Phil Jackson trusted him. Is like, yeah, let him do what he needs to do. But like he said in the documentary, like when he came back, like Dennis is ready. So I thought that was crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's that that documentary's been pretty good and something to keep us entertained during this pandemic. Uh, but that's that's all we got for the show today. We appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening and riding this thing out with us. Uh, make sure you stay tuned. I think uh, the PSG Talk Talking Podcast. I believe they're recording today, um, so be on the lookout for both the, for for that podcast as well as this one. Um, uh, and just continue to follow us on PSG Talk on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram on Twitter, um, and just be on the lookout for more podcasts and more content here in the near future. Uh, y'all stay safe and thanks again for listening. Peace.